0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Hogbeat Hour Rapid Reaction Podcast. It is S- Sunday morning uh, after the Hogs have finally ended the long, long 20 SEC game loss streak. Um Hutch, wow. Um, I mean, we've we've been through a lot in the in the two years that we covered Arkansas under the Chad Morris era. And it just feels very good to finally have an SEC win um, that I've covered. And I know it's been a very long time for you. Uh, what was your reaction after the game? I know we're, we're not fans, but like we, we still feel for the team because you know we've covered them for so long.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you never want to see anybody go through such a, such a long losing streak like they have. And yeah, the, the thought dawned on me this morning that this is the first SEC win of the Hogbeat era. I mean that's wild to think about uh but yeah I mean it was uh it was good to see I mean it it, you you gotta feel for those players who have been you know especially like the seniors who have gone from you know Brett Bielema who experienced the very end of that tenure which was a disaster uh the two-year dumpster fire of Chad Morris and now uh they get Sam Pittman who you know a lot of the national kind of perception was like man what are they doing hiring an offensive line coach I think that's it was justified uh but then to see what they did against a ranked Mississippi State team that you know did what it did last week against LSU I think it was just really cool to see and you got you got to be happy for the players
0: yeah bumper pool especially Felipe Franks was a little bit better or he was just better at hiding his emotions but uh, bumper pool was just so ecstatic after the game like you know how hard he fights for this team and he had 20 tackles last night um, and then sam pittman um, he was very cool and collected in his post game but then i when you could see him just receiving the game ball from hunter yourcze in like their post game uh, locker room celebration and it looked like he had definitely like teared up while he was getting the game ball and that's just really nice to see and the players in the locker room just went crazy but not in like a, a club dub type of way just like they finally they've earned the right to celebrate in that ecstatic kind of way it's not just a win over i don't even remember who that win was over colorado, colorado, state. Oh, colorado not just state. A,
1: yeah. a bad a bad mountain west colorado state team and they celebrated like they just won the super bowl
0: Yeah. And they had like lost their starting quarterback as well at the beginning of the game. So um, totally different. Bumper pool said, you know, club dub is never acceptable. And I think um, he earned a lot of points with the fans last night when he said that. Um, But wow. Yeah, it was really awesome. Sam Pittman gets the monkey off of his back. Uh, Barry Odom looks like a freaking genius. Um, even though like it didn't take a genius to figure out what to do because, you know, we had been looking up stuff on how, uh, Washington would beat Mike Leach in, in the scheme that he would use on defense and, uh, bumper pool didn't want to share last night, like who they took things from, but obviously that's one of them because, uh, you know, Washington always did so well against Washington state in the apple bowl. So, um, You know, just really smart, um, eight back, three front man defense. It was incredible to see how hard the players played um, on top of having to play with guys that we haven't really even seen on the field very much. So um, what was your takeaway? Like when, when Rakeem Boyd went down and then when Traylon Burks went out and then Monteric Brown went out, like, what did you think was going to happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, Grant Morgan went out in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Felipe Franks took a really big shot in the back late in the first half. So, I mean, you're just thinking, oh, my God, you know, what, you know, that, are they going to be able to sustain this? Because I think before the year when we were talking about it, you know, I said that Arkansas has some talent. You know, they have some talent to win SEC games. I just wasn't sure if they had the depth. And by golly, that that's what they showed last night against Mississippi State was they had they had depth and it was from surprising contributors. I mean Hudson Clark is the number three corner coming in uh, when Brown went hurt got, got hurt and he ends up playing phenomenally. I mean I, I did not even you know really notice him on defense and that's a, that's a very good thing if you're a corner because that means you're not getting burned and you're not even allowing your man to be targeted. So uh, I thought that was a, a phenomenal performance by him. Uh, Traylon Smith coming in and playing at running back you know he I think he only finished I think I don't even know if he hit 50 yards uh, but he still uh, ran hard had some good plays uh, and and of course Davion Warren probably you'll picked up the slack as the slot receiver for Burks and you know four catches for 100 yards what what more could you ask for out of uh, out of a guy like that especially considering uh, in his first three years at Arkansas he had 38 receiving yards and so far this year he's got 128 So. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy turnarounds.
0: If you had told me before the game that KJ Costello had completed 43 of 59 passes, I would have thought that, you know, Arkansas had gotten crushed. But then you look and it's only for 313 yards and uh, he had the three picks. Um, and so it's just like the scheme that they use. Yes, there were a lot of completions but they managed to limit it to short yard gains Um, and then they came up with big plays when they needed it multiple fourth down uh, fourth down stops third down stops Um, I mean Mike Leach was really aggressive with it he knew they needed to score but Arkansas's offense was pretty anemic um, as well so it was really just like the defensive effort I still don't Feel good about this Arkansas offense, but then when you think about, you know, Boyd was out, Burks was out. Like that is obviously a huge part of the game plan, utilizing both those guys. And Traylon Smith looked pretty good, but still, you know, only only forty eight yards on fourteen carries. Like there's there were no like really explosive runs. And um, I like that they got Felipe Franks going in the run game as well to pick up the short yards, and then uh, even you know a bit more on some design plays Uh, but he was 20 for 28 Um, no mistakes this week no picks there was that uh, one fumble play on the on the handoff that was kind of I don't know what happened there if it was a miscommunication none of us were really feeling like asking negative questions last night on any mishaps because Uh, When the defense, you know, carries the weight for you that hard, like, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. And the defense will likely sometime in the season have a bad game and maybe the offense can pick it up for them, but you never want to point your fingers too hard. But when the defense was on the field for almost the entire first quarter, I was like, man, this is going to go so badly. But they made the big plays and that made all the difference.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you started worrying like, Oh my goodness, they're going to wear down. Like we we saw it last week against Georgia. Uh, You know, they played so well in the third quarter, they just kind of uh, collapsed because they just got worn out. I mean, they played 90 something snaps. I mean, several of those guys did, Uh, but this year or this, this week, they, they, they rotated more. Uh, Now some of that was out of necessity because of injuries, but uh, I think they, uh, even before the injuries, you know, they, they were rotating in at linebacker. Uh, they were rotating in uh, secondary guys. And I think Jalen Catalan and uh, Jerry Jacobs ended up playing every snap on defense, but the other guys, you know, the other four defensive backs, So, cause they went into the, the dime package with, with six DBs and those guys all, all rotated and, and had uh, some, Uh, relief. I mean, and and it sounded like they were planning on doing that, you know, even if Monterrick hadn't gotten hurt because uh, when we asked Sam Pittman about Hudson Clark, uh, they said that they they were going to play him regardless. You know, I don't know how many snaps. He probably wouldn't have gotten as many as he did, but uh, that kind of shows you they they learned from what they did the previous week and said, man, we got to rotate more and I think that that paid off. But yeah, that, that first quarter was not uh, how you draw it up. I think the the time of possession in the first quarter was like 14 minutes to one minute. It, it was not ideal because I think Arkansas went uh, three and out on, it, on its only possession.
0: And they didn't get crushed in special teams this week, and they actually recovered a muff punt. So all in all, um, I think they won the special teams battle last night. Um, and you mentioned it already, but yeah, rotating in the defensive linemen, even though that even though it was depleted, you didn't have Dorian Gerald, you didn't have Julius Coates, you still had solely Williams and Gregory, and those three guys have a really good number of snaps under their belt at this point. And so, even though like you know they're not the older veteran starters, they can still contribute some really good snaps. And if you're getting um, that much of a relief um, then you know your your play from you know Jonathan Marshall Isaiah Nichols it all goes up um, I, I know, thought I noticed
1: too with, with those defensive linemen you know they there there were obviously two defensive ends and one defensive tackle but mm-hmm. there were times where Xavier Kelly who's a defensive tackle was playing defensive end and I think I even saw Isaiah Nichols maybe playing defensive end at one point uh, so they were just kind of you know those three spots seem to be kind of somewhat at least interchangeable and that allowed them to to get that rotation you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And then the, the linebackers just played with their hair on fire. Um, Pro football focus credited the defense with 18 missed tackles. If you look at that number, normally um, that's, that's really not a great number, but they would just swarm to the ball. So yeah, like bumper pool might miss a tackle and the guy would make it one more yard, but then he'd get snuffed out. So like, Overall, really great coverage um, by these guys. Greg Brooks Jr., um, you know, he struggled last year in the nickel. Teams would pick on him, but um, he, he was right in the position to make the play on the pick six. And then Joe Fouché on both plays read the ball really well. He made a really athletic catch um, on the first one, I believe, and the second one was also really athletic but more about like where he was positioned and that's really good because Fouché in the past you know has been out of position mostly on tackles but like to to see him you know read the defense and get in the right spot uh, was really great um you know I'm trying to think of you know these injuries some of them Traylon Burks, uh, he might be out a couple weeks from what I've heard so far, but, you know, he's going to get his knee looked at from what I've heard. Um, Rakeem Boyd was in a boot after the game. Um, Dorian Gerald, not sure on his timeline. Julius Coates, I don't think him not playing was injury-related, actually, so not sure what his timeline will be. Monteric Brown was – I saw him celebrating in the locker room with his teammates – in good spirits so hopefully you know nothing too bad um sam Pittman last night said that none of the injuries seem to be season ending so um that's that's really good they need all these guys i know that they stepped up uh tonight i think after i did the math on offense and defense 245 snaps from um former walk-ons and current walk-ons um arkansas has a pretty strong walk-on program but they kind of have had to because of the the numbers that they've lost over the past few years
1: yeah it that is an insanely high number when I saw you tweet that out I was like holy crap that's a that's a lot of snaps I mean obviously that includes you know a couple of guys like you know Tyson Morris on offense you really don't think of him being a walk-on because he's played so much lately uh but he was a a former walk-on and uh, same thing with with Grant Morgan on defense you know you think of him being as a scholarship guy because he has been for I think a couple of years now uh, but yeah he's he's a former walk-on and played significant snaps and played well. Uh, so that was that was very interesting you know you're right that Arkansas has a, a pretty good walk- on program everyone remembers Brand Burlsworth in the 90s you know the all-American. Uh, offensive linemen but uh, they they have had some pretty good ones uh, through the years. I, I I tweeted about the the walk ons being on the field, and I saw where Kevin Richardson, uh, a former walk on who was awarded a scholarship at Arkansas, uh, tweeted quote tweeted it and said hashtag walk on you. I don't know if that's something you necessarily want to be known for, but you definitely need to have a strong walk on program because why not? You, you've only got eighty five scholarships, you you might as well have the other thirty thirty five guys being know quality football players and, and it seems like arkansas has, has hit uh some some pretty strong uh, strong players in that regard
0: before we wrap up i want to give you a chance to flex on some of your hutch stats um from last night you just posted on hogbeat some of the most interesting stats from last night's game um hit me with uh, the the best ones
1: I think the the funniest and most ironic one was that had Arkansas lost last night to make it 21 straight uh, losses, SEC losses, that would have tied the uh, the most for a current SEC West team. Uh, obviously, they're behind Vandy and Sewanee, who was in the league in the 30s. Uh, but the the team they would have tied, which is still the number one longest losing streak in the West, is Mississippi State. Uh, so they they got to stay right there. Uh, you know, and I, I thought it was it was really interesting the the pick six by Greg Brooks. Arkansas had not had one of those since 2016 when Santos Ramirez had one against uh, Florida in an upset win. That was actually the last time Arkansas won an SEC game in Fayetteville. So uh, it had been 41 games. It was one of the uh, seventh longest streak in FBS. Uh, that was a uh, really big play obviously and then also just statistically uh, I've been I've been tracking that since uh, I think the beginning of last year because I reckon I knew it'd been a while and so I've been sitting on that stat for a while and to finally be able to drop it uh, first thing in the game it was uh, pretty pretty fun
0: it wasn't easy it was stressful there was tension there were hogs gone hog <laughs> moments um the penalty during the victory formation with uh, Mike Woods, the, the players, I mean, they just, they haven't really learned how to win in a long time. And so they have to, you know, remember certain things, you know, that clock is very important uh, with a team like Mississippi state where, you know, two passes downfield and they could be in the end zone uh, in 25 seconds. That matters. That is important. Um, I'm and Sam sure.
1: Sam let, let, <laughs> Mike he did know absolutely about it. He let him, him know. <laughs> uh,
0: but they got it done, and I'm sure that's what everyone's going to remember. And now we get to carry this through this week and be happy for a week. And uh Chad Morris is uh, up next with Auburn.
1: Fresh off of a uh, six-point performance against Georgia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I put money down because I didn't like how uh, Georgia's offense looked last week at all, but – Apparently, Chad Morris's offense was much, much worse. Surprise, surprise. Georgia
1: has a great defense, and uh, Auburn's offense is coached by Chad Morris. That told me all I needed to know.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Rapid Reaction pod from the Hogbeat Hour and hogbeat.com. I'm Nikki Chavanel, Andrew Hutchinson. Have a great Sunday and a great week.